Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. Yeah, welcome back to Hot Breath Live. Last week was a doozy. We appreciate y'all for hanging out with us every Tuesday here on our YouTube channel. If you guys aren't yet in our Facebook group, please do join. We're about to dive into some dope topics that are swirling around in there that I think a lot of comedians will be able to benefit from. And if you're not on our email list yet, please join that as well because I've been sending updates on the live streams and a lot more other hot breath news there. So both of those are going to be linked in the description of this episode. But to get into it, last week felt good. I did a shout out to Marcus J. Monroe talking about him creating some of my favorite content online right now. I want to do another shout out. I like this. It feels good. It, It feels like a good time to do these shout outs. And speaking of a good time, my shout out for this week is hot breather Dusty Slay. Boom. Boom. Dusty Slay. Just dropped a Netflix special. Um, Could not be nicer. He's been on the show twice. The first time I interviewed him, here's an image of it. He was literally in an Airbnb. (laughs) And we sat on the stairs of of this Airbnb, this side room of a house. And did the interview and it was incredible and he was beyond nice super nice that's the big thing that stood out getting to be around him and do shows with him as well is just how generous he was after the interview he we went to his car and he had he gave me all of his merch he had cds he had a shirt all the merch he had he was here take this one take this one take he was just all about giving and that really is inspiring to see someone like dusty who has put in the work i've seen him from featuring at clubs here to headlining clubs here to now doing atlanta symphony hall in march Mm. Mm -mm -mm. so and being a good person all along the way That is not your local bar. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. No, 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 (laughs) no. But some of the clubs I mentioned would be lucky to be considered a local bar. Um, But I don't want to burn any bridges that don't exist. Um, No, I I have no... (laughs) I don't know why I do that. I literally have no negative feelings towards any clubs or no 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 no. i was just not anymore yeah the atlanta the atlanta symphony hall is not a local spot that's all exactly yeah yeah, Yeah. yeah. it's a that's a pretty big deal that's that's kind of that's on the verge of awesome that's it's incredible yeah i mean dropped a netflix special and i just want to shout him out because he's a great example for comics to see of someone who just put in the work Went through the system, open mics, hosting clubs, featuring clubs, headlining clubs, and now doing theaters. 
a guy who's done the work and seeing the return on that work. So whenever people can feel a certain way about why they aren't further along in their career and things like that, which we all go through and we all feel, Dusty's a great example of someone who just kept going despite anything. He just kept going, kept getting funnier and funnier and funnier. And now he has a Netflix special. He was just on Jimmy Fallon again. And he did it all his way in his voice. And a big thing comics can learn from not only his professional career, but also his stand-up career is the authenticity. He's always been authentic. He's always been uniquely dusty. And he's really a, a great success story that comedians can see and be like, okay, just keep putting in the work and you will get that return somewhere down the line. It's just keep going. Yeah. I mean, and let's not like one other thing is that like Dusty in the last, you know, probably couple of years, I'd say one to two years was already sort of headlining gigs. He had spots. I think he already did Fallon already. Right. And I would say in the last couple of years, maybe two to three years, this dude's clips from a social perspective mm-hmm. just blew up and he yeah. just had content. And what I liked about it is that like, I want to say probably like 90% of it was straight standup clips. And I'm telling you, those things were like, his content was just so shareable. It was just like everyday stuff. And that's how you know your comedy resonates with people is when you're just like, okay, that's just funny. And he had just bits upon bits upon bits. And, you know, he's uh, he does stuff with Nightland. Um, mm-hmm. He hosts every once in a while. I think he did a couple of shows that he hosted that I've seen. And he's just a like overall good guy. Great to talk to. Good conversationalist doesn't take himself too seriously and he is exactly what you see which is so refreshing (laughs) yep exactly (laughs) just a a fun thing and he like very good and very serious about the craft which is just awesome yeah and the special was hilarious like the end of the day let's just let's just keep it let's keep it a be funny just funny (laughs) Just funny. It was so good. Yeah, I, I definitely think I watched his Fallon. Mm-hmm. I have not seen his uh, Netflix special because I do not have Netflix because my in-laws canceled their account. <laughs> <laughs> they thought they thought it was about time that you you kind of do your own thing. They're like, yo, we can't, we can't have Netflix and HBO max and Paramount plus. It's like, what do you want from us, Joel? Somebody's got to put on the apron at some point. Start pulling their own weight around these Netflix parts. So I haven't seen it. I've seen clips and it's hilarious. And, um, Actually, what I want to do is actually play a clip for people because this joke stood out to me. It's on his YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is, it's oh just so God. good. I it's um, it's about I weed. Joke, dude. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's let's play it for the peeps. You don't even need drugs now, though. Weed is so strong now. Weed is like drugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
I don't know what happened to weed. Weed used to be like a good old fun recreational activity, but now it's like hard drugs, man. I've done weaker <laughs> acid than the weed that's out here now. <laughs> it's true though, I used to have a lot of fun with weed when I was younger, you know, I could smoke like a joint or a blunt with some people, we laugh, have a good time, listen to some music. Now I take one hit, I'm out walking around <laughs> in the yard praying. I feel like I'm having a heart attack. I'm just saying over and over again, weed's never killed anyone. Weed's never killed anyone. And I'm like, I don't even know if that's true. <laughs> that used to be true, but I don't know if it's true anymore. I mean, this weed could be killing people. I don't know. Weed grew up, got violent. That's all I know. Oh, so I, so I just, good. I thought people would enjoy good. hearing that. Yeah, that's so good. Such yeah. a, such a, like, fun premise, but his take on it is so good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's authentic. It's, yeah. it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like authentic to him. Um, yeah, it's just, it used to be fine. It used to be just weed. Now it's a drug. It's That's a drug. Such a, funny, such a funny premise. Weed is now a drug. It's just so funny. I love that. Oh, Bobby said she saw him workshopping that in Huntsville. That joke. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, we got some questions coming in. So, we definitely want to get to those. Yeah. Let's and then I want to talk about Taylor Tomlinson's new show. Because mm. I think it's a... Her story is really interesting for comedians to learn about. But also the show format, I think. The show format's really interesting. Yeah. That it's it's not... It's a TV show, but it's like not a TV show. It's it's interesting. So let's um yeah. let's answer a few of these questions as we tease that. Um, which Kim Cottrell had asked recommendations for daytime stage time. I would like to make more money doing stand up, but kids are young, which makes networking difficult. I'm I've been on that. <laughs> I just have a dog, a, but I've been on the daytime show. I just need here's to do it. Uh, if you can find it, by all means, find it. Mm -hmm. uh, I just want to tell everyone, like, just comedy has not shifted to be, like, a daytime sport. Yet. yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not there yet where there's just a lot of opportunities during the day. I'll tell you this, though. Brunch shows and, like, early morning breakfast shows are, like, the best thing. Uh, I've done a couple of those and they're amazing. I, I do love doing comedy in the daytime. Uh, I'll just say though, it's just not as prevalent and it's mostly just because clubs either don't open that early or bars don't open that early. It'd be kind of weird if somebody opened at 10 o'clock and was like, all right, let's start drinking and two drink minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Time for the two drink minimum. Yeah. That'd be a fun show. It's five o'clock somewhere. That'd right. be the name of the. That'd be the name of the bar. <laughs> oh, and Dusty has that. He had that joke in his uh, Fallon set, which he said nine o'clock somewhere. Which I have that line for my melatonin joke. It's different, <laughs> but he said nine o'clock somewhere, and I was like, no. They're completely different jokes, but some people would yeah. be like, oh, the line's the same. You stole it. No, it's a completely different joke, but. It still hurts my heart a little bit right, to be the, like. All right, there's Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so uh, kidding. 
It's not available on YouTube or Tubi. He said it like three times. YouTube or Tubi. And the funny thing is, it is available. <laughs> Are they? Is it available on there? <laughs> He's got Netflix specials. <laughs> That's the funniest part about that. Like, he literally has Netflix specials. Like, you well, can look up. The Cedric the Entertainer. I think he's got like four or five. He's oh got wow! Some, yeah. So it's oh, not wow. like it's not like it wasn't there. That's the funniest thing about it. Uh, <laughs> and dude, the SNL version of Cat Williams. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then Shannon Sharp's reaction to it. Is almost like as good as the actual skit is so funny. I just I'm all I'm all for Unk now. I'm on Unk. I'm on Team Unk. He's he's killing it. YouTube or Tubi. Or Tubi. <laughs> and then I just Googled Cedric the Entertainer Netflix. And it says yeah. Cedric the Entertainer Live from the Ville. Available on Netflix. Yeah, he's got specials. So he didn't lie. He said YouTube or Tubi. He didn't say Netflix. He may have said Netflix earlier, though. I think he said Netflix. But, you know, he also said he read 3,000 books a year when he was eight. So (laughs) what are we? What are we doing here? It might have been pop-up books. That's that's understandable. That's a very valid point. A matchbook? Maybe it was a matchbook. It could have been. So... But I'm a huge Cat yeah. Williams fan. We've reviewed his comedy special on here before. Oh, yeah. He's hilarious. He's uh, he's like very, he's goatee status. Yeah, he's I definitely agree. Up there as one of the best like to have ever and will ever do comedy. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. He's not, he's one of those people that you know, here's, here's how you know you are good at this craft. When you look at somebody and be like, I don't want to follow that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I remember yeah, yeah. it was the craziest thing when we reviewed his comedy special and we did it on like the earthquake scale yeah. of out of five earthquakes, how strong was it? And yeah. I, I maybe gave it a two and a half or three. Just be, it was all literally based on the second half of the special. Like the first half yeah, was yeah, yeah. brilliant, thoughtful yeah. material. And then the second half was all like, just, it was just like dirty. It was like sex jokes and stuff. And, my heart wanted to hear a whole hour of the thoughtful stuff. But yeah. when I interviewed his opener, Red Grant, the first thing he said to me before we started, he was like, Cat Special deserved five earthquakes, man. And I was like, you saw that? I was like, what? You saw that? So you never know who's watching. That's so you know? funny, dude. That's you never know so who's funny. Watching. But yeah. yeah. Cat's I think, one of yeah, my favorites three, and been one of my favorites. Three stars, and I think I gave it four stars. And for the exact same reason, I loved the first part. But the second part just wasn't – I just didn't think it was as good or as thoughtful or, like, I just wasn't as impressed. And I think it fell off for me based on how good the first half was. I was like, oh, my God, some of this stuff is, like, hilarious. Yeah. So, and what Red yeah, was yeah. saying was, like, his audience wants that. Is oh, what he said. Yeah, he was like, that's what his audience wants. So, yeah, yeah. And that's understandable. Like, and he gave it to them. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the thing. I think I've watched every Cat Williams special. I don't know if I'd call, like, but I'm a comedy fan, so I watch a lot of specials. I wouldn't say, if, like, I make sure I watch every Cat Williams special, but if I'm, like, chilling, I'll definitely, I, I've literally watched every single special of his. Mm-hmm. But without a doubt, like, I don't call myself a, like, I'm not a fanatic of Cat Williams. I think he's very goat-like, very next level, one of the funniest people on the face of this earth. Great roaster. What he did to the radio person in Atlanta is, like, next level. Oh, bro. And he is just, at all times, a comic. I mean, I think that's the thing that I enjoyed even about that uh the Shannon Sharp thing was like he was entertaining the only way Cat Williams could be entertaining. <laughs> oh yeah. He killed it. He broke he, he broke he, the internet. It like, was like that was so entertaining. Incredible. And then the next day drops the comedy tour. Just brilliant. Uh, brilliant. I mean brilliant. that's the that's the stuff that Usher did. That was like next level Usher. Because I remember back in the day, I don't know if you remember this, but back in the day, Usher had that album confessions mm-hmm. but he leaked it out to like the universe that he might have cheated or he might have a baby mama or something like that oh. that was leaked to help promote the special i mean to help promote the album and people kept talking about it, kept talking kept talking about it he puts out the album it becomes like one of the fastest selling albums of all time now mind oh, you that's dope. great album right it was quality, but there were some stuff that were done pre to make mm-hmm. sure that everyone was talking about it. And that's just good marketing people. Yep. That's not good marketing. Twisted. That's just good marketing. Yep. So uh, we say all that to say, Kim, if you want to do a daytime show, you're most likely going to just have to start one. And I've been talking about that and maybe I should be about that. I need to do, I've been talking about these noon shows. I need to put on one. It's going to be a, a clean nooner. show. A nooner. Just yeah. need to do it. Just need to do it. A matinee, a matinee show. <laughs> um, so, oh, and Dr. Kayla Johnson said, congrats on your award. Thank you. I won the Clean Comedian of the Year Award from nice, dude. the ATL comedy awards right there this thing is heavy too bro i'm i'm pushing t over here i gotta get some trt Yo, going to push this up that's legit that's so awesome, dude. shout out shout out to the atl comedy awards i was very excited about that i filmed a whole unboxing of it um <laughs> that i haven't posted yet like most of my content so <laughs> If I died right now, people could go through my photo album and be like, "Yo, he's on. He, it's, I got, I got. It's on wax, fam. I just gotta, just gotta get it out of there. Just gotta post. Which we're, we're I'm posting. We're getting. We get. We're, we're posting. We're, we're posting. Yeah. I see we're you out there out. too. We're doing it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm working on. It. I'm trying to be better at it and just like release it. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's just doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yep. just, it's just hit and upload. That's all you gotta do. Yeah. 
I've asked enough social media comedians how they click that button. I think it's mm-hmm. time to just because that's what I that's what I've learned is all of these people we see going viral and we assume it's easy for them or oh, oh they they we can make an excuse for why they're doing it. Those yeah. people deal with the same self-doubt. Those people yep. deal with the same frustration of I don't even know what to post. <laughs> like they go through all the excuses we make of why we're not doing it. Yep. They experience those and then create and post anyway. All of them. It's not like I haven't talked to one social media comedian that's like, oh yeah, I just figured out the algorithm and then I just I just wake up every day and I'm like, how do I want to go viral today? They're they're putting up shots, baby. And we see the ones that are hitting, but there's ninety percent that are just missing. Yeah. People can find excuses to why they're not doing it. And I am part of those people and I'm working on changing that. So <laughs> Yep, we are all those people. I'm I'm releasing the perfection part of it, the imposter syndrome part of it, of not thinking that it's great or just judging the stuff before I put it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, let's 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 let that go, because <laughs> judging it hasn't done me any wonders. <laughs> yep, you know what I'm saying. Like exactly. thinking about it hasn't really worked out. So. We're not going to do that anymore. We're just going to your point. Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Don't and, hold and me p- back anymore. Let it go. Oh. <laughs> and speaking of content, for those of you that don't know, and I see people asking about clean comedy, which asking me about my clean comedy journey. So, I'm happy to get into those. I do want to announce really quick that we have launched a Patreon, everyone. We have launched a Patreon. So, speaking of letting it go and letting the content go, we're letting it go. So, that's for the peeps that enjoy all the free content. They want to help support us in keeping that coming out every week. Patreon.com slash HotBreathPod. Feel free to subscribe to whatever level you want if you enjoy the free content. We're going to post early interviews on there that are going to be ad-free. I uploaded three yesterday just in preparation of this announcement. So you can go check it out. Join if you enjoy the free stuff. Or you can just keep freeloading. It's really... It's really what everyone do. No, there's there's literally no pressure. I post in the Facebook group about it to gauge some interest and in the email list. And people seemed interested. So yeah, just wanted to give y'all a place to support if you feel inspired to. Absolutely. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. Um, so let, let me let me we've talked about clean comedy before, but I can touch on it because they're kind of asking me about my clean comedy specifically and i am just gonna put a link to that patreon in the live chat for the peeps watching live and you guys can also click it in the show notes as you're listening to this um so they were asking have always been clean and can you talk about your clean journey and any tips 
comedian Sir Bam Bam is saying clean comedy is hard, um, which is not clean. <laughs> Pause. Okay. For those of you that got it, you got it. I mean, I, I've always been clean. That's just personal preference. That doesn't mean I haven't gone on stage and melted down and cussed to the heavens that this joke didn't work or whatever. Like it, it's, <laughs> I've definitely had meltdowns on stage. I've definitely cussed at open mics when I'm just throwing stuff against the wall or whatever, but it, I've always been clean just because that's, I mean, Sinbad was the comedian that made me want to be a comedian. He was always clean. So I think part of that just stuck with me. It's just what I find naturally funny. Yeah. I never tell comedians you shouldn't be dirty or whatever. I'm just frank about my personal journey that I've just always been clean. And that's always what's been my personal sense of humor. I do recommend comedians at least have a clean set. I think you and I talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but yeah. when I went to Austin, I met a comedian there that was a fan of the show. And he was talking about, he was asking about clean comedy and he was saying he got offered a church gig where he's yeah. going to get $500 to do 10 minutes yep. And he yep. turned it down yep, because he couldn't do 10 minutes of clean. And it's yep. so the economics are, if you can entertain more people, more people can give you money to entertain them. That's the economics for, of it. For sure. But yes. if you're not yeah. clean, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no yeah, pressure, yeah. but you can no entertain pressure. more yeah, people yeah. if you are. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I consider myself a clean comedian. I do cuss probably regularly, but I can, I have like, a very long clean set you know what i mean and i think just depending on the environment like if it's like just a little rowdy of a place i'm just like all right let's let's have some fun and mm -hmm. i'll curse but also like i'm not attached to being clean or attached to being dirty but i can definitely like and like i guess the way i think about it is i write mostly clean and then i can gussy it up a little bit when mm -hmm. I can, you know, bring the bring the cussing in a little bit later when when it calls for it. But for the most part, the material is clean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's, Kayla asked, yeah, yeah uh, clean comedy tips, and it's really one of my favorite writing tips about clean comedy. I think I probably saw it here before, but it was from Kostaki Economopolis. Sorry if I, but I think that's how, that's how you say it. I just stumbled on it, but he said he's an amazing writer. He's um, been in the game over 20 years, but he was, when it came to writing clean, he's like, don't, if you want to be clean, it's like, you can start writing dirty. It's just like, just don't stop there. So you may have a certain topic or a certain premise that's dirty at first, Yeah, but look for ways to go past that initial dirtiness to where you can find and make it clean instead of saying the explicit sexual, whatever, making an innuendo and it's more implied and the audience then fills in the blanks there. Mm -hmm. You word choice, like it could be a dirty premise. You can do clean sex jokes. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. comics do that all the time. It's just the words yeah. you choose can really be the difference between it being clean and dirty. So, don't think of it so binary of, well, it's all clean or all dirty. Feel free to think and dirty. And as you write, 
just challenge yourself to keep looking for a cleaner angle on what you're trying to say, a cleaner phrasing and things like that. And you'll honestly probably find funnier jokes when you get out of your comfort zone and really push yourself to look for the the cleaner way to say it. Big facts. Yeah. Yeah. Don't argue with that. It that just works, man. Yeah. yeah. Clean. As they say, clean is green. Clean, clean is green. Amen. Green. <laughs> Which now is a good time to say we are available for bookings. <laughs> for anyone that has events or shows yeah. or planning. And their if you're corporate. looking for dirty comedy, I will do exclusively dirty. Uh-huh. <laughs> I will for the bag. I will sell out if it's for the bag. I will. Yeah. Uh, one thing I also think is like super important um is if you're performing like it's also important when you do venues that ask for clean is to specify what level of clean that they want that's an important distinction um i would say that i am pg-13 clean but i am not uh like i want to say i I don't want to say church because i've done church gigs before but there are some churches that don't let you talk about, like you can't talk about sex, alcohol, drugs, uh, any, like you can't even talk about religion, like any of those topics. Like they're just like, that's off. Almost like HR corporate level stuff. And my material goes into some things that like, I think there's even some clubs that ask or some places like no race stuff. And I mm-hmm. talk about race on stage. And so it's just one of those things. I think it's important that you ask what level of clean that they're talking about. Are there topics that are off that you're not allowed to talk about? And you ask that thing up front. It's good to, good just to ask that question up front. Yeah, great point. Because everyone has a different definition of clean. So you yeah. definitely want to get that up front and in writing if at all possible get them to even just email you exactly what they're looking for so you have it in writing so there's no confusion on the back end if you say something that they told you not to say or vice versa and it comes yeah. back around and they try not to pay you because you did x y and z like <laughs> yeah. that's never i mean that's never happened to me but i know friends who have done colleges who are like oh my you in the contract it says don't say this word and you said this word yep and like it's affected their pay before so mm-hmm. that's the that's the business side yeah that's the reality that's the job that's the job side of Yes, we're artists and we're trying out new material, but we're also providing the service of comedy. It's like if your plumber came in and was like, oh, well, let me adjust this light fixture and then they break it. And they're like, no, you were here to do the toilet. So I'm not going to pay you for either. You actually owe me money now. You scarred me. So but that's the that's the job of comedy is yeah. um, some, you just sometimes you work within these parameters to perform your job based on your client's expectations. That's just the reality of this gig. Facts. Um, so yeah, great question though. Great, great topic. That yeah, we could do a lot about clean comedy. That is, that is a hot topic. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and then a lot of times, 
part of the reason that people request clean comedy is they don't know what their audience may or may not like. So clean comedy is like safe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So especially if a venue starts out, they'll likely start out, hey, let's just do clean. And then if it, if they like what they're hearing, then they're like, okay, it's fine kind of thing. Then they're usually okay with it. But it's really hard to start off dirty and then try to go to clean. <laughs> but usually it's better like start off clean, especially for venues when they're starting comedy, if they've never had comedy before. That's one of those things that you just want to check out for and watch out for. Yep. And you can contact us on social media if you would like to book both of us or one of us. Yes. For any event you have yeah. coming up. We do. We, we are we, available. We are a good package together, just so you know. Uh, Pause. I think... <laughs> I'd probably say, like, I don't know how many things we've done together probably like four or five mm -hmm. where joel has done like clean and i'm like the dirty one and it's been amazing it's very complimentary very yeah. complimentary and we've both done clean as well like mm -hmm. even on shows we've both done clean and you know yoshi's got the whole dei hire thing you know we <laughs> we get the diversity equity and inclusion hire so you're checking two boxes you hire me to be funny <laughs> and then you can hire Yoshi just to check the box to be like, no, we're an ally. You see? <laughs> you hire so, Joel yeah. and then you realize that Yoshi's the one that lives at the country club. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yoshi's the plug. Yeah. yeah. I love it. <laughs> Great questions though there. Yeah, we got some good we got some good questions coming in. Um Pitorius. How do you approach listening to your previous sets? Things like listening three times, writing down where you missed, etc. Hmm. That's a good question. I'll tell you this. I just make sure that I listen to it one time and I try to listen to it and try to take notes from it. Uh at least once once is like the minimum i may go back and listen to stuff if i'm preparing for things like i'm like oh i think i use this joke here how did i say it or how can i clean it up like at certain but i'll be i record everything mm -hmm. like i'm i don't know about you but i'm at this point like i don't not record myself yeah like it's yeah, a, yeah it's a given it's it's now a habit like mm-hmm yeah, me too. Most of mine are just audio too. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't set up That's video. What I mean. I'm in audio. Like maybe I record maybe ten percent of my video, but yeah. Yeah, if it's like a longer audio. set or like a bigger all gig, I'll film it. Yes. Um, yep. But working out stuff, it's all audio, and um, yeah, I'll, if I will usually listen to it on the way home, and if I, I think don't, I started doing that when you said it. Like when I remember years just ago, get it out of the way. Yeah. yeah. Just get it out of the way. Cause I'd rather do it. And that rather than think about it once I get home. Yep. I like yeah. to just get it over when then, and then I just listen for what worked, what didn't work. Um, honestly, listening is writing. Like you will come up with new ideas, just listening to yourself performing the jokes or watching yourself performing the jokes mm. listening is writing you will come up with new ideas 
just like rehearsing is writing. If you just rehearse your sets, you will think of new lines in the moment and things like that. So yeah, yeah I, I don't try to overcomplicate it. If I think of something while I'm listening to it, I'll write it down and whatnot while driving, you know, I'll write and drive, you know, I'm, I'm a sinner. All right. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't perfect. All right. I'll write and drive, but you know, I just say, Jesus, take the wheel. I need to write down this punchline as I punch into this light pole. Um, so yeah, listening is very kind of important. You, have, you can do that. Yeah. What'd you say? I said, depending on the kind of car you have, you can do that. Oh, well, you know, we got, we got a Camry around here. We got that hybrid Camry around here. And I just added the, um, Rose club sticker to it. Nice. I don't want to brag, but yo, yo, let's go. Baby. Yo, 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 yo. Just added the, at the, at the Rose club holiday party, they were handing out car magnets. So your boy copped one. So I'm looking Garden like a granny in a Camry a hybrid. Garden of the month. <laughs> Joe trying to get that yard of the month sign on. Yeah, I don't even know what's coming. <laughs> Roses on deck. Y'all don't even know what's about to happen. But I'll keep y'all posted. Best believe. I did my first flower. I did a flower arrangement this weekend too. I went. I went to my mom's and I. I, I put together a flower arrangement. It took me literally like seventy minutes. But to put I did together it. a flower arrangement. Hmm. I don't just to get it all the right height and symmetry and uh-huh. it was good. I don't want to, nice. I don't want to flex. It was good. <laughs> I, I mean, posted it online. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in on gardening, dude. I'm telling you oh, what. For sure. I'm all yeah, in. Obvious. Obvious. Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to get those brand deals. <laughs> Great question though. So next question. We're having a good time, guys. We're We're having a good time. time. All right. Go watch the (laughs) dude. The opening of the Fallon. I could (laughs) have Dusty's Fallon set. You guys gotta go watch it. He I could have watched him just do five minutes of that opening of just putting his hands up. It's great. So funny. And then to call it back, like Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the set was great. And just punch, 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 like punchlines all throughout, like yes, incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Griff asked if you've ever done a show in VR, um, which I, I actually have not, have not but I just I not talked to it, a guy about it. But I know people that do a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would um, totally be down. I just don't have a headset. Patreon.com slash Hopper with Pod. Yeah. We'll get a VR. <laughs> I need to stop doing that. We should, we should. That'd be awesome. Oh yeah, he um, yeah, I had a guy reach out on LinkedIn who runs a VR comedy club, and like wanted me to check it out and see how we could work together. I just haven't found a headset yet, but I've I've heard from a few different people that do VR comedy that are wanting to like wanting to work do together. Work. I just I just don't have a headset yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm not opposed to it. I think it's a very interesting idea. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, if you ever need want to use mine, just holler at me. Oh, do you have one? one? Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't done the comedy on it, but I have a. VR you have like headset. an Oculus? I got, I got kids. Money. Of course, I got a VR headset. Oh right. Oh, yeah. you said yeah, kids. Yeah. I said money. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. 
Is it an Oculus? Yeah, yeah, it's the Oculus. Yeah. Is it? Which one is it? Uh, just is the it, older, not the three, but the two. Is it the two? The one that came out like two years ago, yeah. It's the two? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He said I would need the two to get in. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Only. Say less. All right, I should pull up and we should do like a whole oh, thing with sure. it. sure. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look yeah. at that. Won't he do yeah, it? Because here's the crazy part. I got it. Are they using it? No, they're not. Of course not. Of course not. No. Yeah, they just no, moved no, on no. to the next thing because that's what they do. <laughs> You know what yeah, I mean? they want the Apple one now. They're like, Daddy, I want the $3,000 one. That's why I don't use it. Yeah. You yeah. didn't resent me enough for it. <laughs> but he yeah. said maybe get the Hot Breath Verse people in there. Yeah, that would be awesome. Do like a Hot Breath Hangout in there or something. Oh, so yeah, we'll definitely have to um, do that ASAP. Yeah, It'd be cool to do like live podcasts in there. That would be so easy too to like do a live interview with someone in there and... Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. And I'm all about not leaving home. So I am all about that. Uh, unless you guys want to book us. Um, <laughs> so Bobby asked a good question. And this is actually something that came up in our Facebook group, which there is, we may not, we probably won't get to it on this live, but there's an amazing conversation going on in our Facebook group right now about how to conquer your pre-show stress and people's pre-show rituals to make the most of their sets and calm their nerves and such. And there's over a hundred comments on that thing. And there's a lot of good insights on there. So if you're in our Facebook group, check it out. If you're not yet, just join it. It's linked in this episode. There is, I'm loving, we do the daily joke writing in there. And I love it. And I'm loving to see the group expanding into like productive discussions around people's struggles and other people helping them with them. So yeah. amazing, amazing conversation going on over there. Um, awesome. Yeah, I, I, I love seeing that. It's really brewing. But why did I say all that? Oh, because oh, cause I posted something in there. Cedric the Entertainer is doing like a comedy pays contest where you submit clips and then the winner gets a thousand dollars. And I think the final submissions are due at the beginning of February. And there's a lot of fine print. There's literally, it was 22 pages of disclaimer, like terms of agreement for this thing. So people yeah. are reading through it. Like, what is this? Do they own it now? What is like, what is all this fine prints? So there's a lot of topics. There's a lot of discussion going on about this right now in the Facebook group. But Bobby asked if we feel that a possible hundred, a thousand dollars is worth giving away your material. So I yes. guess what? The, yes. But I thought, yeah, my understanding yeah. with the fine. It's, it's yeah, it's fine. Because here's the thing, they don't they own it if they use it, but if they never use it, they don't own it. You get to still have it. It's not it, like they can never like they don't just hoard all your material and all of a sudden you can never use that material ever again. That's just yeah, how it works. <laughs> I should reach out to them because I we connected on Instagram when they first announced it. So I should reach out and get clarification on this for people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Because my understanding with it is 
the video you send in, they own, but they don't own the material or it's like they just own, I think it's just they own that video and can do whatever they want with it. Like they could put in yes. ads and monetize or whatever, and you just yes. get that thousand dollars. I, yes. but then I think other people read all 22 pages and may have a different uh, understanding of it. But that's the same thing with dry bar that I film it. They own that video and audio. They paid me a flat rate and then I'll get some money once they recoup the, I'll start to get all the, like the money they're making now on social media. Uh -huh. I'll start to get some of that once they recoup all their expenses, but they own that video and audio. I could go out the next day, record that same set and monetize it and sell it and it's the same so they own that piece of content but not the ip behind it mm -hmm. if that makes sense and i yep. thought that's what this contest was as well but maybe it's a little uh, murkier than that but but yeah i don't i don't know but a thousand bucks to share a clip <laughs> i submitted I I submitted a video. I was like, sure. What are they going to do? Sue an up-and-coming comedian? Cedric the Entertainer is going to be like, nah, gee, that's mine, fam. I play for keeps. I just can't see that happening. But Yeah, I can't see that happening. Contract yeah. is a contract, so yeah, but here's the don't thing. take my word the for it. The backlash that would happen if they were to go after comedians for... Like, oh, we'd blow it up. It, they would... Yeah, like they they mm -hmm. would not be able to survive. Yeah, the repercussions if they went after comedians for like the stuff. Like yeah, the absolutely. hot breath of verse have no yeah. fury. Like yeah. one of us getting raked over the coals, we would <laughs> ride in the streets. <laughs> oh, you thought Cat Williams was bad? Yeah, watch out for the hot breath of verse. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious so yeah yeah all personal personal preference there i'm not gonna say you should or shouldn't i think just do your do your own research and see what you feel comfortable i'll say with. you should yeah I'm, I'm not sitting on the fence on this one go ahead and do it <laughs> and that's yoshi so that said that not me i just want y'all to know uh, let's let's talk about taylor tomlinson for a minute because I said it at the beginning, and it's just a show I think comics should go watch. She started comedy when she was 16. She has three Netflix specials. The thing that stood out to me the most about this show, as we always like to relay it back to our mission of cultivating the next generation of self-made comics, her show is it features comedians and yeah. writing jokes about trending topics on social media. So she got this late-night show, and she used it as a platform to showcase other comedians and their talents. So that's yeah. what I love most about it is that she took the format and was like, how can I uplift other comedians? How can I use my success to help other comedians become successful? Which is our whole thing here of comics helping comics. So it's also yeah. really clever that they're using, not using, but there's comedians on there with big followings. And then they will post the clips and then that comedian will share it. So it's more just like a clip generator for comedians than an actual like late night show. So it's a really interesting format that it really just seems like a way to get paid to create content to share on social media. It's, it's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. 
Question for you. Have you seen the original At Midnight with Chris Hardwick? No. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it. I love Taylor. I wasn't going to say it. No, I don't no, no, know no. if I want to go there. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Because here's the thing. This is okay. this is all about ownership. At okay. midnight at Comedy Central is owned by Stephen Colbert. Is it? Yeah. That's how it was able to be moved from networks. Oh, why does he, he own it? The right to, oh, midnight. did he like buy it? Yeah. From like Chris Hardwick, I guess, or from Viacom yeah, that is whoever was Com- at Comedy Central. Whoever owned and then it. They brought they brought it over to CBS. Yeah, yeah. So the show format is very similar to at mid at midnight, but yes. at midnight hasn't been on in like maybe ten years. Maybe it's been a while. Okay, right. And, and they did the same kind of format, but like this is a new host. Uh, obviously, new internet trends and things like that. But despite all that, great show highlights comedians. Gets to do like gets to like. I think it's so clever because I don't know what they record but it feels very off the cuff and it just it's awesome i like it because like you're watching comedians actually do comedy kind of like in real time yeah they do i know at midnight had like a writing staff and like the comedians that would go on the show yeah some would write their own jokes but it's also a lot of work to write that many jokes so a lot like they would have a writing staff helping like create jokes for all these different topics so even better yeah so it gave me that vibe um but it's not at midnight it's after midnight so it's different it's even though it has the ampersand like if you just glance at it it could be at midnight um (laughs) yeah but i what yeah like you said whatever um yeah i'll go on there oh absolutely i don't want to i don't want to block my blessings uh (laughs) Taylor, holla at the boys. But this isn't the first time there's been uh, like an older show that then gets revamped into something else. I mean, that's a oh. lot of how media works. It's reinventing the wheel a lot of the times. And it has takes away nothing from Taylor's success, takes away nothing from the comedians that are on there. I love anything that showcases comedians and gives them an opportunity to be funny and find a new audience and sell tickets. Like, I, yeah, I have nothing negative to say about that aspect of it um so if anyone would like to book me on there go for it (laughs) good point though yeah it's it's good it's good fun the show is called after midnight yes and the original show was at midnight yep and they both have that at symbol the format is very similar which is okay it is an amazing show yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay. Good stuff. And we reviewed Taylor's second Netflix special on our YouTube channel as well. Fire. 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 Fire special. Fire. It's so the, personal. The Talking about mental health and things is really good. I forget what it was, but Taylor's laughs per minute is ridiculous, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, Just. yeah. Next level. Just br- 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 bow, 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 bow. So next level. Yep. Such a good writer. Such an amazing writer. Mm-hmm. So next question. Let's let's run through these here as we land this plane. 
Um, oh, and Bobby said, Dave Chappelle asked for everyone not to watch Chappelle's show because Comedy Central sold it to HBO and Dave didn't get any of the money. Um, so yeah, and so he went to the people and were like, hey, don't watch this. And then he ended up getting a $50 million Netflix contract. Yeah. He had the contract before, but uh, Netflix basically paid him for it. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's so the power of the people. He signed a contract and he's still mm -hmm. like, nah. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He talks about just like being in the rooms where he just didn't know what the contract said. But he, he was, was so young meeting. when all that was yeah, happening, dude. Just like, like early 20s. It was crazy. Yeah. Imagine he walked away from 50 million. Imagine how much they were making, though. Exactly. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think I, I think I see two more two more questions we can knock out here really quick. Um oh, and Rob Augusta asked if we're talking to Patreon or OnlyFans now. That's hilarious. Both. Both. I mean, we, however you want to support. You know what I mean. I mean breath verse, go for it. I do have pretty feet, so if we if we need to get that on on screen somehow, you know what I'm saying. Pause. We are not a good pair for that. I just it's comedy only. We're not doing the the feetstagram. Yeah, yeah. I'll let me. I'll do the feetstagram. So. Idiot on the comedy if circuit I a, asks. If I put a thousand dollars in front of it, would you do it, Joel? No. <laughs> no. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> look at you having Add, standards. <laughs> I know, right? Look at me. I cannot be bought for a thousand dollars anymore. Unless you include travel and food. Um <laughs> It don't take much. Just a, just a chicken finger. Maybe a little per diem, and a, you know? And, a, and some airline miles, you know what I'm saying? Maybe a rider, you know? Maybe a little rider. We'll add it in the rider. You know, I'm going to uh, Sonoma this weekend to do a show. Nice. So it's, um, what a blessing. Blessings uh, so, upon blessings. <laughs> uh, and let's do the final question here. From Tolu Amor. This is a good one. How do you turn a one-liner bit into a longer form when you're just starting out in comedy mm. well just starting out i did one-liners for years maybe the first five or six years it was all one-liners just set up punch next set up punch next set up punch next and what i learned in starting to expand those is thinking of okay i have a setup punch line now how can i add a different perspective on this. I think the joke that really hit me was I think it maybe I think it was about maybe being a dishwasher and I was giving my point of view and then I was like, okay, that's a one-liner, but what are the people working with me? What is their point of view of this like blonde-haired, blue-eyed white guy working as a dishwasher? What about the perspective of me in college getting a degree and thinking, oh, I'm going to graduate and become a dishwasher. What is the perspective of my mom who I'm now having to live with as I'm a dishwasher? So you can have a one-liner and it's probably just like one dimensional. So you can start to think of how you can add different dimensions to it. 
and it can start to expand that way. And another way to expand a one-liner is to try to find connections between that joke and other one-liners you have. So a lot of the times, a longer bit may be a bunch of smaller one-liners that you've just found segues to connect them from one, which a segue, if you don't know, is just like a phrase that connects like one joke to another type deal. Yeah. I think a few uh, there. everything that you said, um, plus or yes. And, uh, add in more details is a mm. good way to sort of expand the bits. Like let's say Joel had the bit about the, the dishwasher add in like what other things were in the restaurant what other people worked there? What was your interaction with like the hostess? What was your interaction with like people uh, that weren't uh, doing the dishes or wait, wait staff, like add into different elements of that. And then uh, as Joel mentioned, sort of what's the perspective of someone watching the dishwasher or what's the perspective of someone who works with the dishwasher? Uh, it's like almost like D what's the word uh deconstructing yeah deconstruction yeah yeah just yeah deconstruction i know that's like an improv term but like basically uh look at it from multiple angles is a good way to make your bits like even longer um, yeah specificity like even in improv you know sometimes you'll get a laugh just by naming someone so yeah. instead of just these two abstract characters talking on stage as soon as you give someone a name now that's like an anchoring detail that will get a laugh a lot of the times for some reason. So I think the same can be true. Yeah. With writing a joke is how can you say more details and be very specific is another good way to expand a one liner. Absolutely. And if you're starting out, I would say just try to write as many one liners as possible. I think that's yeah. a really good exercise. Yeah. Just get you in the mindset of setup punch tag set up punch tag if you can come up with a tag and just like get in that habit i think it's a great sort of good exercise foundation when you're starting out. yeah, yeah it's, it, it's kind of learning the rules before you break them i think a lot of times mm -hmm. people are like but i'm a storyteller and i'm long-winded and whatnot yes yeah. but but there's structure all a one-liner i think it's yeah. important to be able to just have one-liners in yeah. your repertoire even if you're a storyteller just having good one-liners in your repertoire just gives you i would say gives you a different kind of cadence into your storytelling like if you tell a story let's say for two and a half minutes and then you hit them with a one-liner that shows like depth in your material and like christopher titus who's like one of the best storytellers yeah. his whole storytelling technique is he writes the story out just as is. Mm -hmm. And then he said, every detail in the story is a setup to a joke. So he writes it all out in detail. And then he goes back in every detail. He's like, all right, how can I make a joke about this? So he, yeah. it's a long story, but there's individual jokes like structured within this yeah. story that seems like he's just thinking of on the spot. Yeah. So we'll get throughout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if, if anyone wants to learn about one-liners, we do have a workshop about that where it's it's like five steps to funny. Yeah. And it teaches you exactly how to go from an idea to a punchline in five steps. So that's that's been very helpful to a lot of people as well. Absolutely. Um, Somebody asked, what's a tagline? 
uh, a tagline is basically what happens after the punchline. So it's an additional joke, or some people just call them tags. It's an additional yeah, or topper is another word. Topper on top of the punchline that you've already said. So it enhances the punchline. That's what a tagline is, or a tag, or topper. Yeah, good question. So just think of it as instead of saying the joke and then moving on to something else, all right, how can I make a joke about the joke I just said? Yeah. Which could be using extra details. I mean, the joke, the example I'll, I use, it's actually about dishwashing. It is, say, like, I haven't done that joke in so long. Dishwashing. Actually, I, I evolved the joke, but I used to say, like, dishwashing a dream job if you hate money. <laughs> that job paid eight bucks an hour and drug tested. Eight bucks an hour, the job should include drugs. So it's, <laughs> so you can see it's all about the same thing, and it's just like yeah. a joke, and then another joke, and then another joke, all about this same thing. Yep. Yep. Great question there, though. Looky there. And I'll I'll link that workshop in the show notes for people interested. Yeah, yeah. And I think we are um I think we are adjourned. Yeah. What you got coming up, Joel? I am gonna be in Sonoma, California nice. this weekend doing nice. shows for the, the laugh seller out there yeah. at Deerfield Winery. I'll be out there in wine country, so I'm going to come back all inflamed. <laughs> I'm going to have all the inflammation when we come back here next week. So y'all got to tune in next Tuesday at 5 just to see my rosacea in full effect. Nice. Cause, That's awesome. You know, you know maybe um, we may be drinking a little wine. I don't know. We may be doing a little, little sinning. We may be bad. Know, a little bit. You know, step maybe on a little bad. Grape. Frank step, the step Tank. Grapes, make it happen. Yep. Uh, I will be in New York Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I got spots all over the city. Um, check it out on Instagram or on Yoshi.com. And I'm also shooting my special if you are in the Atlanta area on February 22nd at the Red Clay Music Foundry. Uh, the spot that I've been producing shows at. It's an amazing theater. I've got two shows for the special February 22nd. It's a Thursday. Uh, come out, uh, tickets are selling fast, and we're going to have ourselves a good time. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So, yes, and let's keep in, in touch. Worth, I'm also shooting recording on February 18th as well. That's right. Fort Worth, Texas at Big Laugh Comedy Club. That's right. We're doing it. So two chances to see Yoshi do his special. Fort Worth, Texas, February 18th. And ATL Georgia, February 22nd. I will be yeah. at both. I'm planning to go to Texas unless someone brings the bag between now and then. <laughs> and your boy's going to have to go secure it. Um, so, y'all, if y'all have an event that weekend, don't make me fly to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> We appreciate y'all hanging out. We do this every single Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So keep up with us in the Facebook group. And if you want to show the show some love, you can join our Patreon. But until next Tuesday. Bye, y'all.
This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.